Welcome to What Do You Bring to the Table? This is your girl Sylvia, she, her, and hers. Hello, this is Tori, she, her, and hers, and we are back for another episode. Two, yeah, two, what do you bring into the table? Back, 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 back for another week, back for another week of stories. No no special guests this week. Sorry no, to disappoint. just us doing our thing. Remember, it started with us, people. We're, yeah. You know, I know y'all getting attached to our wonderful special guests that we've had, a reincurring guest, Mr. Alex Jones, not that mm-hmm. Alex Jones, um, the black Alex the Jones, black Alex Jones. Shout out to Alex. Um, he will make a return. He just can't be here every week with us. Um, so it's just us, solo yeah. dolo. Well, not really solo dolo. Well, not really solo. Two, two. So. Du- yeah. Dulo Sulo. Original. The, the original. The original cast of yeah. What Do You Bring Into the Table? Are we a cast? We're I mean, cast now? Two, two people. That's what makes a <laughs> cast, right? <laughs> I just feel so, like, so movie starish when you say cast. Well, it's the cast of What Do You Bring like, Into the Table? Yeah. I mean, like, we should have some kind of, like, cameras following us. Well, kind of like, you I, know. Real housewives, or <laughs> what would they find? They'd find nothing but boring. Boring. That's what they would find. Boring. But they would edit it to make it look real fucking cool. <laughs> well, I would like that because then I'd be more interested in what's going on in my life. It's all I would about like, the really? editing. Really? That's happening in my life right now? <laughs> it's all I about the editing. Somebody? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, you uh, um, emotionally slapped that lady at the taqueria that day. Oh, her little yeah. girl. Well, you know, don't do that. Don't provide that kind of service. <laughs> little after, girl, where's you know, my food? <laughs> not after, you know, plan and you're hungry and, Well, you know. I mean, I will say it may have gotten us better treatment because, you know, we were there yesterday and we got our food brought to us. So And you got yours like lickety split. Like that. Like that. Like, I was shocked. You just sat down I lit- and they called your yeah, number. Yeah, I was like, that can't be mine already. Like, I just ordered. But they, boom, yep. had those carnitas right? tacos out there fresh and ready and hot and ready to eat. Yeah. Do you want to In uh, case you're wondering, we're talking about. In yeah, Portland? We're talking about Mi-, uh, Mi Pueblo. It's out on 174th, right? 72nd. Yeah. 74th in division. division next to the Supermercado. Yeah, um, it's a little taco, little taqueria, really small, um, but some really fucking good, good tacos. food. Bomb. I mean, food. I yeah. always usually will get the sopes. That's one of my favorites. Yep. Very hard to, you know, I always try it wherever I go. I always order at least once. And if they're good, then good. You know, I'm like, ooh, this one, they're addictive. Yeah. Like the only thing that kept me from not ordering it last night was i was like oh that's a lot of you know because those things are deep fried in the you know the little yeah uh tortilla the little gordita is deep fried and i was like let me go with the lighter tacos but those even the tacos 
tacos are bomb. Delicious. I get the carnitas tacos. And let me tell you, if you know anything about carnitas tacos, there is a difference in a pork taco, which can be fine, and a carnitas taco. A carnitas taco is the pork, but it's crispy on the edges. Right? Mm. It's crispy. Mm-hmm. You get that mm-hmm. fat gets crispified and it's just delicious. Whereas like most of the places that you get carnitas tacos around here, it's basically stewed pork. And yeah. there ain't nothing wrong with stewed pork, but that's not what I want in a carnitas taco. Right. And these carnitas tacos are on point. They're fresh. The tortillas are good. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Their salsa's good. The salsa's good. Yeah, so it's uh, it's our taco. service could be somewhat slow, although we it's improved. It's improved. It definitely has yeah. improved. But they're always busy. They are That's always the busy. Yeah. They, so that, don't go on Tuesdays. Don't go on Tuesdays. Tuesdays That's are the, the most worst. busy day. You don't want to be out there on a Tuesday. Mm-mm. But any Mm-mm. other time, feel free to go by go and get there. yourself some tacos. And they don't know us. They don't so know. They don't know we do this. We, we never don't said go anything. up in there and say, hey, I'm a listener of, what are you bringing to the table expecting a discount? Yeah, no. Mm-mm. No. 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 You I mean, you could but... say you saw it, they heard it on our podcast and then be you like, could. what? 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 Somebody exactly. on our, somebody's talking about us on their podcast? Yeah. Yep, we're talking about And you. give them a good review. Yeah. Hey, speaking of which, yes. uh, producer Ginger, Ginger, she gave, she gave us feedback and oh. said, you guys need to start saying rate, review, and subscribe. We were we doing forgot that. to do that. We got, we... And she said, do it at the beginning. Yes. So it's like, listeners, take your time. Take the time right now to push that subscribe button. Yes. She said, because the more, because you know Ginger's all up in she the, knows. you know, she knows. all up in TikToks and Insties she and all knows. that, you know, all that stuff. She knows. She says, the more that you get, people to describe the higher i guess it goes up on you know yeah on apple podcast it's based on subscriptions and ratings and reviews so if you right. listen on apple podcast you need to rate review and subscribe so yes. rating is the stars so give us four stars five stars um the review is if you type in a little like hey this is why i like to listen and then the subscribe button because yes. the subscribing says that you're interested, so it will give you the the episode every week, and you won't have to go searching for it. And and the notifications. Hey, yeah. what are you bringing to the table? Put in on or put on a new episode. Yeah. So Posted. rate, review, and subscribe, please, 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 please. Um, get our listeners, get our listener base growing. Um, we got good things to say. Like, oh yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm. I mean, I'm not gonna front like. We, I would say, I mean, since the pandemic, I would say that our material has even improved vastly. Like, oh yeah, we, for sure. And here's the thing: we're on fire. I, I'm a loyal listener. Not only, am I <laughs> not only host, am I a member, I'm a, <laughs> but I'm the but president. I'm a loyal listener. And I gotta say. I crack myself up to like when I'm listening. I'm like, what? She said that. I said that. It, you know. We're we're talking about some heavy duty things heavy, at time. Heavy duty. And yet you have to have humor in order to deal with some of the stuff that we deal with. Exactly. And you know, so I, I that's what I get. I, I'm always laughing because I can't believe what's coming out of your mouth, <laughs> my mouth. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> um 
But yeah, these are serious times and we got a lot to talk about. I got a lot of things. You got a we're lot to get to all my stories. You got a lot of stories. Anonymous sent me something. Oh, so I have yet to look at what Anonymous sent. So I'm going to have to look at it. Um, but anywho, hey, so what's going on with this Facebook? All of a sudden, Facebook app is logging me out saying my session has expired and that's never ever happened to me. Log in. Ooh. I'm just like, what is going on here? I know it happened to me a couple weeks ago and I think there was an update. So if they, if there's like an, been an, a significant update, something happens. But speaking of Facebook, um, I am on a Facebook diet. Oh. Um, so I have, um, if any of you are, uh, follow me on Facebook and are used to me posting left and right and you've noticed that you haven't seen a lot from Tori, that's because I uh, removed the Facebook app from my phone um, over a week ago and I haven't put it back on and um, I am consciously um, lowering the amount of time I spend on Facebook because I... Um, it's, it's, I mean, as much as Facebook is entertaining, it's also can be very toxic. And mm -hmm. during these current times, um, the way the algorithm works, if you guys don't know and don't understand it is every time you like or share something, you're telling the algorithm, that's what you want to see. So right. for me, because I want to know what's happening, um, one for our podcast and two, I just like to be informed, um, you know, I would like and share a lot of stories that had to do with what's currently happening. And as much as I want to be in the know, there becomes a level of 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 uh, too much. Right. Like right. too much where you're seeing videos constantly of, you know, Karen's acting a fool where you're seeing videos of, of black people being, you know, mistreated by the police and br brutalized and and. And it just, it's not good for the brain. It's not good for the mental health. Right. So yeah. um, I've, I've dialed back my Facebook time. Um, I allow myself to go on on my computer, um, you know, from anywhere from, you know, 10 minutes to half an hour. And then I, you know, I close out the tab and I don't go back. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know what's happening with the app because I haven't put it back on my phone. So my guess is there's been some sort of major update and that's why um, it was doing that. Cause it did to me like two, three weeks ago. What oh, is okay. your face? What is your face? What did you just see? I was, as you were talking, I was looking at what anonymous sent me Oh, for rapid fire. Oh, I'm like, this can't be for rapid fire. Oh, this gotta be a story. Do I'm going to read you the title? Well, should we just get into some stories? Yeah. All right. Well, fuck it. I'm going to do that one first. Well, then fuck it. Let's get it going. All right. What you got? Listen to this title. Okay. This comes from Pro Pub. She sent it from ProPublica, Illinois. Came out July 14th. A teenager didn't do her online schoolwork, so a judge sent her to detention. Oh, I was going to talk about that one last week, but we had Alex on and Ginger on, and we never got to any stories. And so that was one of my stories. This? That was one of my stories from last week. Ah, OMG. Yes, that was one a of my stories. Okay, so you read it, so yes. let me read it. Yes. A 15-year-old Michigan or in Michigan, a 15-year-old in Michigan was incarcerated during the corona 
virus pandemic after a judge ruled that she was not completing her schoolwork violated her probation. It just doesn't make any sense, said the girl's mother. One afternoon in mid-June, Sharice drove up to the checkpoint at Children's Village Juvenile Detention Center in suburban Detroit, desperate to be near her daughter. It had been a month since she had last seen her when a judge found the girl had violated probation and sent her to the facility during the pandemic. The girl, Grace, hadn't broken the law again. The 15-year-old wasn't in trouble for fighting with her mother or stealing the issue that had gotten her placed on probation in the first place. She was incarcerated in May for violating her probation by not completing her online coursework when her school in Beverly Hills switched to remote learning. I don't think that's not Beverly Hills, uh, California, but because of the confidentiality of juvenile court cases, it's impossible to determine how unusual Grace's situation is. But attorneys and advocates in Michigan and elsewhere say they are unaware of any other case involving the detention of a child for failing to meet academic requirements after schools closed to help stop the spread of COVID. The decision, they say, flies in the face of recommendations from the legal and educational communities that have urged leniency and a prioritization of children's health and safety amid the crisis. The case may also reflect, some experts say, and Grace's mother believes, systemic racial bias. Grace is black in a predominantly white community and in a county where disproportionate percentage of black youth are involved in the juvenile justice system. Mm -hmm. Across the county, teachers, Parents and students have struggled with the upheaval caused by months-long school closures. School districts have documented tens of thousands of students who have failed to log in or complete their schoolwork. 15,000 high school students in Los Angeles, one-third of students in Minneapolis public schools, and about a quarter of Chicago public school students. Students with special needs are especially vulnerable with face-to-face -face guidance from teachers, social workers, and others. Oh, without face-to-face -face guidance from teachers, social workers, and others. Grace, who has ADHD, said she felt unmotivated and overwhelmed when online learning began April 15th. About a month after schools closed, without much live instruction or structure, she got easily distracted and had difficulty keeping herself on track. Who can even be a good student right now, said Rick Watson Jr., Executive Director of National Juvenile Justice Network. Unless there is an urgent need, I don't understand why you would be sending a kid to any facility right now and taking them away from their family with all that we are dealing with right now. I'm just going to stop there because it goes on and on and on. Yeah. Because I think we're getting the gist of the story. Yeah, yeah. And and the fact that the the judge is white... The judge in the case is white. Um, again, this is the school-to-prison pipeline. We've talked about it before. And um, if you don't know what it is, Google it, look it up. The The gist or the, you know, the basic concept of the school-to-prison pipeline is that instead of treating things like this within the school system, finding out, okay, she's got ADHD, What's going on? How do we get her connected? How do we help her not feel overwhelmed? We instead get the, the justice system involved. And like, okay, so if she is on probation, yes, there is a condition of probation that says you must attend school, right? Mm -hmm. But you don't have to 
do a probation violation. You don't have to, as a court, incarcerate someone for that. You mm-hmm. could certainly bring it in front of the court's attention. But typically speaking, you're going to do some sort of interventions first, right? Like, let's go have a conversation or, you know, at least call her on the phone. Okay, what what is it that you're having the most struggles with? Is it even maybe it was the interface with the whole online learning, right? You take yeah. kids and you put them at, outside of the classroom and say, okay, now get online and do all your schoolwork online. And, you know, this, that, and the other. It, it could be overwhelming, right? I mean, we talked about. When we started going on teleworking, when, you know, the things were shut down and we were talking about how crazy it was and trying to adjust the mind screw of routine and now all of a sudden it's off and trying to adjust that. And we're, quote unquote, healthier adults who have skills and we're asking a 15 year old whose brain is still developing Mm -hmm. who has ADHD to get it together. Give me a break. And I think, too, the other piece of this uh, with, like, how many other students in that school district that p- potentially were also on some sort of, you know, supervision, supervision didn't complete their coursework or didn't log in or whatever, and they're not sitting in a detention facility. Like, and this reminds it, me of this reminds me of the, the kids for cash situation. Out I in was thinking the same thing. Like, I thought the exact same thing. Yeah. So, because I'm like, even with schools opening, again, I brought up my own, like, right history of if I'm, if this is a single, and I don't know if it's a single mom because we didn't read down, in, but I saw, you know, a mom. If she's working, and she's, let's say she's working a swing shift or something like that. The girl comes home with homework. Nobody's there to help her. What? What is she supposed to do? There's yeah. no, you know, there's nobody going to, a tutor that's going to come out to her home. Mm-hmm. There, you know, so she's fending for herself. I mean, what programs do they have? And especially during COVID, nobody's coming out to your home. Right. Uh, you know, they're closing down DMVs. They're closing down, you know, the schools, obviously. They're closing down all kinds of things because of COVID. So there is no assistance there is no, well, let's meet or let's, you know, because it's like right now, these are unprecedented times. Mm-hmm. And th- that's just, that's just wrong. Yeah. That's just totally unacceptable. OMG. So we still when was your, to- when was your article uh, published? Your pro this, Ju- this one said July 15th. Okay. So this one, as of July 21st. So she's still in custody as of July 21st. Now, this judge in in this article of the New York Times, um, she said, and I still don't agree for with her being detained. Yeah. P.S., by the way. Don't get it twisted. Um, she says that uh, the teenager was not placed in detention or incarcerated after, uh, oh, sorry. Whoops, 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 whoops. Um, she said the the police had been called three times over confrontations between the girl and her mother. She was not detained because she did not turn in her homework. Judge Brennan said she was detained because she was a threat to her mother. So if again, there's other ways to solve that situation other than mm-hmm. keeping her in detention. Um, you yeah, know, that's a bit different. Yeah. And- 
you know, with the news media, right? we could say, yeah. So she's on that's... probation after she pulled her mother's hair and bit her finger in November. Um, the girl, uh, a few weeks later, the girl was charged with larceny after she was caught on a surveillance camel stealing a cell phone. Um, so there was a mother. Did it say that the mother was concerned for her safety or just... Um, it sounds like girls, from that other article, the so, mother was like, why is this happening? Um, so it says, I'm getting behind in the actual schooling. While here, she said, according to a video recording, my mom wanted for me to get help anywhere, get help anywhere else but the judicial system, and I'm not going, I'm not doing well emotionally. The girl's mother said detention had kept her daughter from receiving the support she needs. The situation is an emotional challenge. But it is also a window into the bro broken brokenness that demands and deserves attention and repair as to prevent other children and families from being negatively impacted by the system that is supposed to offer protection and support, she said in a statement. Um, the mother now has changed her position and wants her home. Um, Oh, she said, oh, so the prosecutor said, she said the girl's mother was the one who notified the caseworker that her daughter was not in compliance with the conditioner. But that's different, right? Like, yeah. it is the parent's job to notify the PO if your kid's not complying with probation. It doesn't mean that detention is the answer for that, right? Right, right. Like, so, that it's, so now it's saying the mother has changed her position and wants her home. Um, and Mr. Ms. Cooper said in a statement on Wednesday, we recommend that she be released and the judge disagreed. So here you have the probation department saying, yes, release her. And the judge kept her in detention. Mm, mm, so mm. if you live in Oakland County, um, Illinois, when Illinois, Michigan, uh, Michigan, uh, and this judge is coming up for election, you might want to um, consider voting her out. To somebody who is much more who understands to brain development, yes. the young brain development, uh, looking at research, yep. looking for different ways to deal with um, young people when they have emotional breakdowns mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, finding support for the family. Yep. Even the policy director at the Michigan Michigan Youth Justice Center said the judge's decision on Monday was wrong and that the teenager could continue any treatment she was receiving at the detention facility um, at her home. The judge called her a threat to the community because she did not do her homework, Ms. Smith said. Mr. Smith said, it's extremely disappointing. Yeah. How is that? You know what? Even, even her beating or biting her mom, that's not a threat to the community. Well, and let's That's... let's be real. Let's be real. You and I both know that that pulling of the mom's hair, not not to, you know, devalue that her mom that, you know, yeah, that you, you shouldn't be attacking on. your your parent like if you're, yeah. you know, but let's really think about what is the actual content of that because I know personally I had in my career as a probation officer read a number of police reports that made it sound like this kid was, you know, the kid was completely out of pocket, off the chain, out to control when it was both the kid and the parent got into some sort of little scuffle, right? Like it was yeah. quote unquote mutual combat and you know, the, the mom or the dad or whatever got their, you know, their hand knocked against the wall and all of a sudden the police are arresting for assault. Right. You know, like, Oh, it, 
I mean, I even remember at one point when I was when I was a, a PO down in a in a different county, um, and I had gone to arrest a kid uh, for a violation, and you know, we're putting him in handcuffs, and you know, he did what anybody would do if they didn't want to be put in handcuffs. He flung his arm, and one of the handcuffs was on, and one of them was off, was not yet on, and he flung his arm, and the other handcuff hit me in the face. Ouch! You know, because he's trying to get away. Yeah. Yeah. And the officer was like, we can arrest him for assault on a, you know, a peace officer. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, no, like it wasn't intentional that him, he, he, he didn't say, oh, I'm going to bash me Tori in the face with my, the handcuff. No, he, yeah. he flung his arm to, to keep from getting the other cuff put on. And it just happened to hit me in the face. So yeah. that could have easily resulted in a, uh, a felony charge. Because I'm being a probation officer, but I was like, no, we're not going to go down that route. Like, yeah, I, this is part of the inherent risk of doing this job. I'm not going to yeah. fucking file a complaint for assault on me when, I, you know, it would it just it wasn't it wasn't intentional. You know, yeah. it wasn't. So even with this, quote unquote, fight between her and her mom, how how real, you know, how how intense was that actually? Or was it that thing where, again, I saw saw many times in my career of uh, the unfortunate thing about our systems is it is a reactive system and not a proactive system. And oftentimes in order to get a kid into certain services, we got to get him, uh, you know, involved with the juvenile justice process system right in some right. jurisdictions right because they don't have the early intervention stuff so you know I, I again in my career i've seen many cases where a kid you know the the the, the parent really made, didn't even want to file a police report but the officer's like look the only way we can this is the way we get them in and get some sort of help and so reluctantly a parent will you know, file a police report for assault or, you know, some sort of thing and to mm -hmm. get them into the door to get some services happening. Services. And yeah. so it, could this have been one of those situations as well, right? Where the mom right. is just like, I've tried and tried and tried. And then somebody says, well, you know, you could file this a police is... report because she did hit you. Yeah. She did pull right. your hair. And they're desperate and they want, right. they're looking for some help. Exactly. They don't want their kid to be in jail or you know, in prison or anything. And that's what it sounds like help. with this this case is this mom wants her daughter to get some help and support, but realizes it doesn't need to be in detention. It just needs to be at home. She needs to be at home and be able to continue in the services that, that, that are offered in the community. Right. Ugh. Right. God yes. Bless America. Ay, ay, ay. Huh. All right, well, what do you well, got? What well, are you bringing? Well, what are you bringing? What am I bringing, 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 bringing? Well, I mean, this is kind of an update, but sort of not. I don't know. We'll push it anyway. What is your what's update? Um, So this came out doo -doo 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 -doo, uh, yesterday. Wait, what's the date today? Yep. Today is the 29th. So this came out yesterday. So what we did report on was um, how the Supreme Court upheld DACA, right? Yeah. Well, good old Trump administration to reject new DACA applications during, quote, comprehensive review. The White House decision comes shortly after the Supreme Court ruled that the president's effort to end the DACA program was unconstitutional. So this motherfucker... 
The White House announced today Tuesday to announced Tuesday that it will take steps to wind down legal protections for hundreds and thousands of immigrants brought into the country as children often called dreamers while it conducts a quote legal review after the Supreme Court the Supreme Court rejected President Donald Trump's plan to end the DACA program. A senior administration official said that despite the Supreme Court ruling, the White House still viewed the program formerly called Deferred Action of Ch- for Children Arrivals, or DACA, as illegal and that the court ruling left room for it to pursue other ways to end the program. The Trump administration would, quote, limit the scope of the doc- of DACA while the administration reviews its legal legality, and the, the official said. The administration announced that while the program is under review, it will reject initial requests and application fees for new filings, consider all applications for renewal on a case-by-case basis, and limit its renewals to one year rather than two, and reject all applications for advanced parole unless there are extraordinary circumstances. Trump tried to end DACA in September 2017, making good on a campaign promise. The Supreme Court ruled in June that the administration could not carry out its plan because it failed to give adequate justification. Chief Justice John Roberts wrote the opinion that it is not unconstitutional for Trump administration to terminate DACA, but he wrote that the administration would have to give more detailed reason. Trump was furious, tweeting that the decision was, quote, politically charged and saying new justice were needed. He vowed to try again to end DACA. The administration has already taken steps to slow the program. Last week, the government said in a hearing at, in the U.S. District Court in Maryland that it's that has not that it has not granted nor rejected DACA applications. Rather, it said it has put the program on hold. The Maryland federal court ordered that the administration to restore DACA to the original form before Trump tried to end it in 2017, essentially ordering the Department of Homeland Security to accept new DACA DACA applications. The administration is getting around the court order by issuing a new memo that supersedes all previous DACA memos. The administration officially said Tuesday the White House expects to face more court challenges over its latest changes. Acting Homeland Security Secretary Chad Wolf expected to issue the memo later Tuesday laying out its details. At a press conference Tuesday afternoon, Trump said that the Supreme Court ruling on DACA gave him more power although it is unclear how he reached that interpretation and is the decision not to exceed and as the decision did not extend him any additional executive powers. That decision was an interesting decision because it gave the president, as a president, more power than many people thought the president had, Trump said, adding that yeah. he still planned to work on an immigration bill. We are going to make DACA happy and the DACA people and the representatives happy, and we're also going to end the fantastic merit to merit-based immigration system. Fucking asshole. Merit-based? Isn't that what his uh, wife got uh, her parents? You, thank uh, you. Um, so, you know, it goes on and on about what Trump fucking rambled on. But, you know, this is what this fucking buffoon does is the Supreme Court, which is like, apparently they forget checks and balances. Hello. Go back to Schoolhouse Rock and fucking learn. That's why we have three branches of our government. And if the Supreme Court says you can't do this under the law, you can't fucking do it. But this buffoon... I mean, we already know he doesn't understand basic 
fucking he doesn't he doesn't know he doesn't know no uh they're just pushing a reset button yeah that's the thing and here's the thing like when it first came out when DACA came out under obama i was always larry i'm like this country has a, a history of violating treaties agreements uh whatever you want when it comes to people of color they mm-hmm. have always always violated yeah. those treaties They're- and daca is a perfect example mm-hmm. of something that they said hey we want come on people register we're gonna once you register we're gonna make sure that we're working towards getting you know something legal for you and then what happens? That information is now turned and violating their privacy, violating this agreement of, hey, they gave out personal information and now it's used to pick them up and send them back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They've exposed themselves. And, you know, and I know that they, you know, that it, they want something. They want citizenship. They want, because this is their country. This is what they feel. This is the only country that they know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and for me, it's like, unfortunately, if we had a much more ethical government, then I would have been right there. To, but I just remember telling people, I don't, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't do it because I don't trust these people. Yeah. Because any other administration will come in. Like if Obama did it sure. the first beginning of the first four sure. years, then I'd be like, all right, take the risk because he's got another four yeah. years. But. And I mean, that's the, the, that. And that's the fucking that's the fucking thing that the immigrants or, you know, uh, the DACA immigrants or the, the catch 22 that they're in is you have mm-hmm. many, 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 many people, thousands, thousands of of people who hundreds of thousands, really. Of people who were brought here at like infancy, some of them, yeah. right? Who know no no other place but this country is home, right? Yeah, no connection to to the the country that they came from, and now they're adults. Um, you know, many many are are often college students. Uh, many are you know people who have worked um you know illegally uh throughout their life, and then here's this chance. To be like, oh, shit, yeah. So it's like that catch-22 of, like, like what you're saying is you then put yourself at risk because now your name is there. They know you're mm-hmm. here. They know you're here and have been working illegally and have been living, you know, quote-unquote illegally in this country, and they got you, right? So now they yeah. know exactly where to get you and how to get you and et cetera. And I remember that case that we covered with the, um, the Portland school teacher. Who was a DACA? Um, yeah. Do you remember that? And yeah, he had yeah, had yeah. some sort of was a DUI or something, which then yep. you know took him out I, of the eligibility of it, and they're looking at deporting him. So right. I mean, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Because right. you know, like I said, a lot of these a lot of these DACA uh, recipients are, were you know young 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 adults in college who were like, here I am in college studying to do this career that when I leave here, how am I going to, how am I going to use this degree? Right. And this was their chance. And now, you know, then it was put on fucking hold because of this asshole. And then, then they get the news of like, Nope, it's good. You know, it's, it's legal. We can't do anything. And then he comes through with this kind of bullshit, right? Oh, I'm just going to do another memo. You know, I'm just going to do another. It's, it's the same as the, the, the travel ban, 
the the excluded Muslims from entering the country, right? Yeah. That was yeah. shut down and then the you know, the Supreme Court shut that down and then they just turned around and wrote a different memo and Right. Uh, and that's we exactly have any, to anything vote this to motherfucker yeah. out. Yeah. Have to vote sure. him out. We have to vote him for out. For sure. Yeah. Ugh. No no if, ands or buts. Yeah. However, there was something that happened today because we were talking about protests. Did you hear? No. Um, the governor met with the feds and it was agreed upon that they would be leaving uh, Oregon. Oh, you mean the stormtroopers? Mm-hmm. Homeland Security in Oregon reached deal to begin withdrawing federal agents from Portland. Uh, The Trump administration has reached an agreement with Oregon Democratic governor to withdraw federal officers from downtown Portland, though the Department of Homeland Security says it will maintain a presence in the city until it believes federal locations are secure. I didn't know it was not secured. I didn't know that that was the main target. It's not secured because the the barrier is only in front of the front of it. People could right. still get the back is completely open of that building. Right. As you saw the, in person. The, oh, I saw in person. I even got video. And not only that, but ye, the federal building is probably it, it looks like, um, y, uh, you know, if you were ever to go into, you know, some kind of little tunnel and mm-hmm. all the kids go in there and spray paint, whatever. And yeah. It's, yeah. You know, spray paint, graffiti, all of it. That's exactly what the building looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Every other building, maybe one, you know, one or two or murals, you know, that people have painted Mm -hmm. murals on uh, two by fours that stores had put up. Yeah. But they're the only building that has been like attacked. Yeah. Like, like nobody, every other, including the police department, Mm -hmm. they're clean. Yeah. There's been no more spray painting on it, but when it comes to the federal building, it's like, you all just had to come in here, Trump did, and start poking a bear Mm -hmm. that didn't need to be poked, Mm -hmm. and so now the main focus of the rage against what these folks are saying is fascism Mm -hmm. with, you know, the way that it's gone down, I would start to begin to agree, yeah, these are people that were protesting peacefully, yes, you have some folks in there who are tied to white supremacists Mm -hmm. who are also tied to, you know, anarchist groups. Mm -hmm. So you have those fringy groups that create started creating, you know, stuff. And then because people are seeing how you've treated them with brutality, then people are saying, this is what we're, you know, so it's like this never ending cycle of understanding that people, every group has some kind of, crazy well, and, I mean whatever. I go back to to kind of what we were talking about the other day with Alex is that you I mean we know that there are provocateurs yes that get in the infiltrate protests to right. do exactly what's been happening so I am not too sure that maybe a lot of those you know bottle throwing all that stuff that's happening we don't know that those aren't provocateurs that are we put don't in there to incite that, right? Because as you say, they could be plain clothes officers. Thank you. For all we know. Thank you. And 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 so as as we know that that is the minority of the situation in these protests. Oh, yeah. the, majority the majority of the protests is peaceful. peaceful. 
And um, the building itself is not fully barricaded all the way around. So you nope. could go walk into the back of the building if you want. Um, and then I saw um, a, a post today. Um, it was great, too, because, again, the narrative that is getting out there in outside of Portland is that we are under siege, that we oh, are yeah. under a state emergency. And I'm here yeah, to tell yeah. you, again, like we said before, n- no. <laughs> no no uh, not at all no. and so someone had no. uh taken a map you know, like a uh like a google map or whatever of like the downtown area and they put a little red square around where the protest where that shit is happening and then you see the whole area of downtown around it like nothing right it's not, just this nothing. one red area that is literally yeah. one square block so yep. think about it people what does one square block look like that is the area that we're talking about. You go right. three blocks away from that, you ain't even get you, you ain't even gonna know. You go you go to the next block and you ain't gonna see nothing. Yeah. And the boarded up of the businesses that started at the pandemic. Yeah. Because of initially when protests started, they boarded up all the business for safety reasons because yeah. nobody wants their business broken into. Um, the businesses were shut down anyway because of, of, of COVID. So uh, that that's the other thing is a lot of, well, all these boarded up. Yeah, that was done way before all this shit happened. Mm-hmm. These fucking stormtroopers just came in here with their fascist ways i mean the video one of the videos i saw of this uh older gentleman who was a uh, former um, a veteran the vietnam vet him. yeah vietnam vet medic they sprayed him we just walked up to him and sprayed him in the face right. with pepper spray all he was doing was being vocal about why he's out there and this asshole walked straight up to him point blank range and sprayed him with pepper spray now you tell me how there's any need for that anywhere there's right. not unless you're trying to impose a force of fear and 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 totalitarianism into this society into this city yeah well speaking about that ah. so this came out this came out and it goes to what you were just talking about these these feds coming in here this is uh, from the Business Insider, came out July 27, 2020. A former Border Patrol agent describes a special federal unit deployed in Portland as one of the, quote unquote, most violent and racist in all law enforcement. Ooh. A former senior Border Patrol agent described a federal unit deployed in Portland, Oregon, as one of the most violent racists in all law enforcement. Jen Budd, who worked at the agency for six years before leaving in 2001, described her experiences with the Border Patrol's elite unit known as BORTAC to the Guardian. They don't do normal vehicle stops. They will rip drivers from their seat, throw him against the side, put him in handcuffs. The same tactics you are seeing uh, BORTAC agents use in Portland, Bud said. BORTEC, short for Border Patrol Tactical Unit, is typically summoned for high-risk missions such as drug raids. Ooh. Yeah, those were the bullet points. So she's saying that the specially trained officers are like the biggest guys, like the jocks in the football team, Bud told the Guardian. They live in tight groups like the Navy SEALs, spending their time in military-style training. Uh, Bud added, they don't exist within the realm of civilian law enforcement. Mm. They view people they encounter in the military sense as a enemy combatant, meaning they have virtually no rights. 
BORTAC, which was established in 1984, often functions as a Border Patrol SWAT team and is responsible for carrying out missions related to drug trafficking, human smuggling, and other high-risk operations. Members undergo advanced training. They have special weapons and deployed both domestically and internationally, such as in Afghanistan and Iraq. The unit is headquartered in El Paso, Texas, and officials typically work in desert areas of the border. They don't do normal vehicle stops. They will rip drivers from their seat, throw them against the side, put him in handcuffs. The same time, and she said again, Bortec agents have been among the at least 110 reported federal law enforcement officials sent by Donald Trump earlier this month. Yeah. So this is how this administration looks at uh, the protesters as bringing out the ones that are going to do the most damage to the citizens in order to scatter them, scare them, harm them. You're bringing out well, I mean, that's Highly why. Trained. Yeah, that's why people were equating to, to like the secret police and the Gestapo of Hitler is because yeah. you have, you you clearly have a, a level of training that was was meant to do what they're doing, and the you know the lack of identification. Nobody's wearing their name, you know, which typically you know you're going to see on a on a civilian law enforcement agency is you're mm-hmm. going to see the the officer's name, badge number. These guys, these guys aren't wearing anything. They're not wearing no. any. Yeah, they may say police on their little thing, but you know what? I can go down. Are to, they police? Well, I was gonna say I could go down to top to bottom and have a shirt embroidered that said says police on it. Doesn't mean I'm a police officer. Right. I can go buy a hat that says well, FBI that looks the same. You're not a police. You're a border patrol agent. Exactly. And right? they, and <laughs> and my understanding is that typically though they they don't have. Their, their jurisdiction, ju- yeah, their jurisdiction powers are limited to within a hundred miles of the border, right? Um, they have, yeah, they have how no. How is it but that we're, yeah, that that their border patrol is even touching, yeah, public, yeah. you know, American citizens. So I would say this, though. Okay, so I'm I'm glad that this meeting happened. I'm I'm glad that they're saying that they're going to be removed, but I'm very skeptical. I'm very skeptical, like. Uh, I just don't trust. I don't trust it. I it doesn't feel right. It, it there's well, just like the DACA thing. There's loopholes. Right. There's ways around it. He, and we already know about this motherfucker. Just because he says he's gonna do something, doesn't mean he's gonna do it, right? Nope. Well, and this was hours before they were saying, you know, as with everything. I don't know where Trump is. I think he might just be waking up from his damn nap and he's <laughs> tweeting, right? But he was out there talking about, oh, no, these guys are going to stay there. In fact, I'm going to be adding more. That, see, that's what And I'm then they come about. out a few hours later saying, hey, we've reached an agreement. And I'm like, this fool is never on time. Like, never on time. He's tweeting as if, well, you know, as if he's getting and, up to. Agreements and contract don't mean nothing to Trump. Look at all his businesses. That's true. Look at all the true. contracts he failed to pay people and that did work in his properties and everything else. Nothing is nothing means nothing to him unless it's about him. Right. And so don't I don't trust it. I, I think it stinks to high heaven. And, um, you know, we've talked about it just, you know, casually of this is an operation that you just you got to think that 
if you can create enough unrest in in certain cities up until November and the, and after the election that you then at some point declare martial law and then you can say, well, no election doesn't count. Yep. The, yep. You know, yep. no election so, this year. I just really, really think that on the one hand, I do agree with what Alex said is that, you know, we, we got to keep the focus locally. We got to keep the focus locally in our city council rooms, yep. in our county commissioner's offices, in our mayoral offices, in our school board meeting rooms. We got to keep the pressure there. Yes, pressure needs to be put on the feds and, and dealt with, but there's a That's lot a locally level. that we can yep. do and that we can um, uh, protest and require change because at this point, like Alex said, the focus is solely on Trump and these stormtroopers. It's it's not back on Ted Wheeler and the county commissioners and um, the police union the, exactly who who were allowing a lot of the brutality to go on before the feds showed up a lot yep. of tear gas was thrown by portland police before right. the, fe the feds th showed up a lot right. of uh of uh, brutality uh was was before the feds showed up and so we got to remember that that happened locally as well as the feds coming in and do it so right exactly <sighs> Exactly. Uh, now that wasn't a story. Uh, Just wanted you to say I was adding to what you. Well, were I mean, about. you know, we we flipped the script <laughs> long time ago on this. I didn't want that to this. count as one of my stories. We've we've uh, we've changed the format long time ago. <laughs> From just one story, my story, your story, to, my story, to your anarchism, story. To to anarchism. <laughs> just do what you want. My hair is on fire. The house is burning down. Just do what the fuck you want. Uh, I'd like to do what the fuck I want and take a little break and okay. have a bite of my food my husband just brought me oh. and uh, then figure out what my next stories are going to be. So All right. let's take okay, a little we'll breaky break. All right, we're back. Two, what are you bringing to the table? All right, back from a little break. Got some food in my belly so I don't get hangry. Um, well, I don't know about that one. Well, after the stories, I mean, we got to bring. I'll get angry. <laughs> I just won't get hangry. <laughs> There's a distinct uh, hangry. Is, is there is... one where I just want to eat because I'm so angry? <laughs> well, yeah, that's different. But the hangry is when you're so fucking hungry, everything makes you angry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> to wow. the point where you get so well, angry you don't even know what to, to eat. Let's let our viewers know. This next story that we're bringing. Our listeners, the, not our viewers, but our listeners. Either one, get your <laughs> chips, your soda pop. This one is going to be a good one. Because you're going to be sloughing at the mouth after this. got to stretch. Got to get a stretch on. I'm ready to bring it. Ugh. All um, right. Okay, you start, and then we'll just get into it. So, I, ha um, I brought this story about uh, these quote-unquote frontline doctors the that came American out. American frontline doctors. Of COVID-19. They were claiming they were frontline front doctors. They were on Fox News. They were posted, I think I saw on uh, Twitter, actually, yep. where I saw this doctor claiming that hydrochloroquine 
that she's treated 350 patients of COVID-19 and that she's prescribed hydrochloroquine and that they it, hydrochloroquine is a cure um, to COVID and, you know, people are needlessly dying because uh, I don't know who she's talking to, whether it's our government, because... I mean, that would be the only one that's suppressing hydrochloroquine as a cure, right? Would be yep. our government saying, and I know this fool Trump would be the first one out there, you know, raising up the flag saying, hey, get these people hydrochloroquine because he wants to win an election. Well, he already he tried wants- it. He tried it early on. He tried the hydrochloroquine right. early on. He tried and that, that was whole. shut down. And then that was, right. yeah, that was shut down with a quickness by Dr. Fauci saying, no, there's no study that shows that it works. There was one study. And then I think we do. We did the story about it. How we the study, did. The study was flawed. It um, So essentially what happened was anyone who developed symptoms or whatever, they took them out of the study. I mean, it was completely flawed study. Right. And that's when right. it was like, shut that down. Now, now this drug this now drug you is, got a whole bunch of other nut job doctors doing right. his bidding. Now this drug is is for the treatment of malaria. Yes. And so somewhere along the line they said, "Hey, this actually works for COVID for you know, people with to COVID." Reduce the symptoms. Yeah. And that seems to have, you know, these conspiracy theorists out there working full time. Yeah. So now we have this doctor, uh, Stella Manuel. Is her Dr. Stella Manuel? And <laughs> and this came from the BBC News about uh, Dr. Stella. Oh well, you have the clip. First, yeah. play, play okay. the clip let's, let's on play, what we're talking about. Let's go to the clip. All right, here yeah. we go. And fifty patients with COVID, patients that have diabetes, patients that have high blood pressure, patients that have um, asthma. All people, I think my oldest patient is 92, 87 year olds, and the result has been the same. I put them on hydroxychloroquine, I put them on zinc, I put them on Zitromax, and they are all well. For the past few months, I've taken care of over 350 patients, we've not lost one. Not a diabetic, not a somebody with high blood pressure, not somebody with asthma, not an old person. We've not lost one patient. And on top of that, I've put myself, my staff, and many doctors that I know on hydroxychloroquine for prevention because by the very mechanism of action it works early and as a prophylaxis we see patients 10 to 15 covid patients every day we give them oh, hold on. treatments we only wear surgical masks none of us has gotten sick it works so right now i, I came here to washington dc to say america nobody needs to die the the, the, the the study that made me start using hydroxychloroquine was a study that they did in under the nih in 2005, that's how it works. Hold it. Re- yes. Pause. The reason why she said she started using hydrochloroquine was because of a study in 2000. From, from 2005. Yes, a 2005 study. That this was is done- a new virus. Right. That came out in 2000, not late 2019. Right. Yeah. Wuhan. Yes. So this is she's working off of a study four years prior to this COVID-19. Correct. It was it was a study uh, entitled chloroquine is a potent inhibitor of SARS coronavirus infection and spread. 
But again, this is a There's different multiple COVID. That's why we have exactly. COVID-19. Yes. Not COVID-1. Yes. Not COVID-15. This is not COVID. This is COVID-19. Yes. And 19 is the latest. Yes. Yes. And each COVID is different. Yes. Exactly. And this is a new COVID strain. They're in the same family, but it doesn't mean they act the same and that the medicines will react the same with it. Um, yeah. So, so now, now just to keep my brain going, Mm -hmm. because I take a flu shot, doesn't mean that I couldn't get another strain of of the flu. There you go. Yes. Right. So that would work with the same thing. Each virus is different. Right. I'm assuming that. And I, you know, based on what, because this is how they can tell the difference between COVID-1 and Mm COVID-19 is through how that virus looks under the microscope. Yes. Yes. Right. So I'm not quite sure. uh, I don't have a medical degree. I don't have a medical degree. But I think I could understand we're not talking about the same COVID-19 from that study in 2005. Right. No, because cited. 19 means ni- 2019 was when it was discovered. And so, you know, like not 2008. So no. 2000 or 2004, whenever you said this was 2000, this is 2019 when it started. Right. So how could you say you you can't because you just can't fucking do it. And, and even 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 the even the experts are saying, okay, it is possible that this might be might help. However, the problem is that it takes long term clinical trials to see if it actually works. So you have to do a, a major clinical trial because just because you treat some like like she said, let's just pretend you treat you treat three hundred patients, right? And and all of them recovered. And none of them died. Right. And none of them died and they recovered. She... Did right. they recover because of that treatment or did they recover because their body was strong enough to fight and their immune systems were strong enough to fight, even with diabetes, even with asthma? That and they... we know some people that have people diabetes recover. that have exactly. recovered. Exactly. Yeah. So... Again, she's doing correlation, not causation, right? So right. she's correlating the fact that she is giving people hydrochloroquine and zinc and zipromyofen, and they they got better. That that she's correlating with it. That that is the thing that got them better. When it and simply, poor correlation, I would say simply could have been she, yeah. because they were healthy enough to fight the the disease. And I went on Twitter. To see, because she was out there, hey, you patients that were cured from COVID, you you know, we're under attack. Come out. Right. Uh, I read one of the little tweets of the lady, you know, or I don't know if it's a real lady, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Who said, yes, I had symptoms, bad like the flu. Uh, I took hard, hydrochloroquine and hydrochloroquine, and two weeks later, I was great. And I'm like, isn't that 14 days? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Isn't that when they say you... You get two weeks and, and, you know, obviously residuals, but you know, there's two weeks of those hard symptoms, you know, Mm -hmm. and, but it's the same thing. So it's like, that doesn't tell me anything. That doesn't tell me that you were 
cured. To me, symptoms hit one day, you take just like a headache, you know, you take aspirin mm-hmm. and it's gone in a few hours. Right. That to me is a cure. So I'm not sure what well, and and that's the thing is that is was it was a placebo effect, right? Like, again, uh, I could take a sugar pill and think that it's going to make me better. And there is actually scientific studies that show that if you believe something will help you, you will get better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I uh, there was a podcast. I can't remember which podcast it was. Um, it's one of the NPR ones, you know, through through public radio. Um, and they were talking about uh knee surgeries and how people with knee with knee problems and who maybe didn't really qualify for knee surgery and um so but what they did is they put a certain number of people um on the so they did a trial and one of them was you know they got arthroscopic surgery which is where they go and they clean out the the um cartilage and stuff that in your knee and then one of them didn't nothing happen and then the other one all they really did was go in and just kind of insert a needle and did some you know saline type things but they didn't do anything right and the people that got that treatment also claimed and and reported that they got better that their knee pain got better because there is a mental aspect and connection to a placebo effect so these people who have taken hydrochloroquine or whatever is it a placebo effect right like oh this is gonna help me so of course then that you know incites your body's immune response and to it's just Uh, but again you can't you can't say it works if you haven't done the clinical trials right and what we also know is the majority of people that get corona are not gonna die right that's not why we're wearing masks for the majority of right. the people. We're wearing the masks for those that are the most vulnerable. Exactly. The ones that we do right. know their potential of dying is higher. Yeah. So nobody's out here saying, hey, if you get coronavirus, you are donezos. What we are saying is, yes, a majority of people are going to get it. Some will vary in their symptoms from very no symptoms to the worst flu that they ever had mm-hmm. to death. And to I, having to be put on a respirator right. and death. And I would say to these people that these anti-maskers, right, that that don't want to go out there and wear masks because, oh, it's just the flu and da 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 and kind of like what you just said. Yeah, mm-hmm. they'll, be, they'll, they'll be a high like it could be. People will get it and they will recover, but there is that potential of people that won't and that will die. And so I would like to say to those anti-maskers, go ahead and make a list of the people in your life that you want to get COVID and potentially die. Who, yeah. do, you, who do you want to lose to COVID? Because that's what you're doing. Yeah. Because you don't know. Yeah. You don't know right. based on um, people's own immune, immune systems, um, whether they have a, a pre-existing condition uh, underlying other health co- disease. Um, so if, if you're so like comfortable without wearing a mask, go ahead and write down a list of everybody in your life who's important and just try to pick which one do you want to die from COVID. Right. And I guarantee because... nobody's going to circle anybody's name on that list. No, no. So wear a mask for everyone else because I'm wearing a mask for you and I'm wearing a mask for your family 
and 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 your friends that and you don't want to die and your friends right so maybe you could do the same for me and my family and my friends yeah assholes now let's get into uh, hold on i want to i I gotta put it into this clip because the end of the clip is the is the very like i mean yeah what she says in the end of this is well y'all are gonna hear here you go Recently, I was doing some research about a patient that had hiccups, and I found out that they even did a recent study in the NIH, which is our national institute, um, that is the, the national, NIH, national institute of, of health. They actually had a study, I'm going to look it up, type hiccups and COVID, you will see it. They treated a patient that had hiccups with hydroxychloroquine, and it proved that COVID is a symptom of, hydro- of, of uh, hiccups, it's a symptom of, of COVID. So if the NIH knows that. That's the part I wanted you all to hear. Yeah. So that's the part I wanted you to hear. Um, hiccups and COVID. Um. <laughs> and I am. I looked up this, uh, you know, what she's potentially talking about. Oh, did you look and up hiccups and COVID? Yeah, oh, okay. I did. Good, good. Uh, I was that was something. I was gonna do it. Yeah, no, there is something. Okay. Uh, the because of what they're saying is that, um, and they, you know, this comes from the American Journal of Emergency Medicine. It's an abstract. Uh, persistent hiccups as an atypical presenting complaint of COVID. Okay. Atypical, not usual. Yeah. So. You know, just like sense of smell, that seems to be more typical that you lose your sense of smell. Smell and taste, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is atypical of a 62-year-old man, bloop, 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 just like there's other symptoms that other people don't get, and they're okay. not quite sure why it hits. But they do say that hiccups are involuntary spasmodic contractions of the diaphragm and the intercostal mess. Uh, muscles. The majority of hiccup bouts are transient and resolve spontaneously. However, prolonged hiccups lasting 48 hours may be attributable to serious underlying pathology and affect quality of life. So this is somebody who's at hiccups for four days straight. Oh God, that would be obviously, you know, but that's we, people have had hiccups four days straight prior to COVID, but it's an underlying issue of something else. So I I don't quite understand her analogy that they put this person on hydrochloroquine just because he had the hiccups and cured his his COVID. Well, we don't understand it because let's go into who are these doctors. Yes. These, I'm going to say quote doctors. Who are these doctors? So, um, Did you want me to do? No, I got it. I got it. So this is from MedPage today. Oh, and I think, I don't know if we mentioned. So the whole, the the people behind this whole uh, American Frontline Doctors Summit is the Tea Party Patriots. So that should tell you something right there, right? If they're backing it, you know they're backing Trump's agenda. They're backing the conspiracy theorists, all of that. So this uh, um, article comes from MedPage today. No evidence that the doctor group in viral video got near COVID front quote front lines. Um, who are these physicians behind America's frontline doctors? Um, 
So, uh, the latest viral video features newly formed group called America's Frontline Doctors, about 10 physicians dressed in white coats um, with embroidered America's Frontline Doctor logo, uh, spoke for 45 minutes on the front of the Supreme Court on Monday um, on a range of COVID-19 talking points. Um, Again, yeah, I could go to any place and get something embroidered on a white fucking lab coat. Um... None of them have practices that would place them in actual front lines of COVID-19 pandemic. Some don't currently practice at all. Two of those appearing at Monday's event are ophthalmologists, one of whom is no longer licensed. MedPage could not could no could find no evidence of any of the speakers worked in hospitals with significant numbers of COVID patients. The group's website, which according to the internet records was created on July 16th, was deactivated on Tuesday, though past versions may be seen on web archives. Major social media platforms have sought to remove the video from their pages. Late Tuesday, the group was delivering a second press conference as a part day part of day two summit. Um, Representative Ralph Norman of uh, South Carolina, Republican of South Carolina, by the way, opened the first briefing by calling for schools to reopen. Austin Livingston, a spokesperson for the for Norman, said this congressman was invited to speak by the Tea Party Patriots, which organized the event on the Supreme Court steps in order to encourage state officials to open schools. So again, what is the agenda behind this, this quote unquote group of doctors? It's right yeah. there. It tells you encourage the states to open schools because we literally have states who are saying, Nope, kids must go back to school. It's it, it, we have to do it. We have to do it. So they're getting people like these fucking, uh, what do they call them? Snake oil salesmen. Mm-hmm. To get out there and try to convince people of bullshit like what this Dr. Stella is doing. So um, it goes in and describes each of their, um, you know, histories. I'm not going to go into that. Um, I, we should talk a little bit about Stella, though. So, oh, yeah. Um, she uh, allegedly is a pediatrician and a minister in Houston um, with a clinic and a strip mall. Uh, during Monday's briefing, you know, she's the one that said she's treated patients that none of them died. She said she is working on publishing her own data and then added that her data would not matter because right now people are dying when not treated with the drug. Again, they're, they're, they're pushing hydrochloroquine. They're pushing zinc. They're pushing this zipromyofen. Um, she so calling, she's claiming her data wouldn't be taken seriously yeah. because people are dying of COVID. Yeah. So she says everybody uh, get on hydrochloric. And she said calling large randomized trials that debunk the drug fake science. She also declared the people um, did not need to wear masks. Emmanuel did could not be reached for comment. Of course, da, 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 da. on Tuesday afternoon, a GoFundMe page that she called her quote legal team has been removed. From the site, um, early during the pandemic, Emmanuel made news for challenging Fauci um, and CNN correspondents to share urine samples to prove they were not secretly taking hydrochloroquine. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Say that again. So earlier, earlier during the pandemic, Emmanuel made news for challenging Anthony Fauci and a and CNN correspondents to share urine samples to prove they were not secretly taking hydrochloroquine. 
You know what? I'm like, lady, everybody has a specialty. And what did her, what was her specialty? Uh, allegedly pediatrician. Okay. That Alleg- means. And I'm saying allegedly Your business is about anything regarding children. Right. Right? His is anything regarding viruses. He is an epidemiologist. That's his special. That is the study of epidemics of disease, people. You have a Matt, man who, who how many different, look, from, from G-Dub to Obama has worked under two seating presidents. He's a, a expert. A, what do they call, what, did, what, what was the medal, medal of freedom was given to him. He was in the in the in the trenches with the HIV and AIDS. He's an expert. This man knows disease. You are a pediatrician. Stay in your lane. That's it. That's Stay just in your like lane. you going to your regular. If you've got a kid, you go to your regular pediatrician. Stay in They're your lane. They're not an expert. They're just a pediatrician. Exactly. That's it. And then that doesn't op- mean that they're not a good pediatrician. Ophthalmologist, isn't that eyes? That's eyes. What the hell are you doing there? <laughs> That's I. Two of these 10 doctors were ophthalmologists. Now, remember, this was first reported by Bart, Breitbart. Tea so, party. Tea, tea party. party. There's there's an agenda here. Yeah. But let's go more into this uh, because, you know, it's all about drama here. Okay. Uh, Miss Emanuel as a pastor. So... It says she graduated with her degree from the University of Calabar in neighboring Nigeria and has a valid doctor's license, um, according to the website of the Texas Medical Board. She is also a pastor and founder of Firepower Ministries in Houston, a platform that she has used to promote other conspiracies about the medical profession. Her sermons are available on YouTube, so you can go and look at them and see for yourself. Five years ago, she alleged that alien DNA was being used in medical treatments and that scientists were cooking up a vaccine to prevent people from being religious. Oh, okay. So I guess I guess you must have taken that vaccine, Corey. I, I think I did. I must have. I mean, you <laughs> know. I, I, what, did you know? Did you give consent? I, I, I didn't. I don't think I knew. I, I was made anti-religious <laughs> by a vaccine and nobody and told me. And didn't even know it. No informed <sighs> consent whatsoever. Some of her other claims include blaming medical conditions on witches and demons. A oh. common enough belief among some evangelical Christians. Some meaning those fringy ones. Remember, yes. those fringy that... Uh, say medicine. No, we're not going to treat our kids for basic uh, treatment because God's going to cure them. Right. Yeah. And then they end up dying uh, because they didn't get insulin shot because God was going to treat them. Yeah. Right. God's will. Uh, Yeah. Those are the fringies. Those are the fringies. Um, Then it says, some of the other claims include, okay, so uh, of conditions on which is a common enough belief, blah, blah, blah. However, her thing is they turn that people, she says, people they have sex with are in like a dream world. They turn into a woman and then they, this is quote unquote, 
They turn into a woman and then they sleep with a man and collect their sperm. Then they turn into the man and they sleep with a man and deposit the sperm and reproduce more of themselves. Um, um, yeah. Um, can I get <laughs> what? Yes, she says. Those people who are witches and demons, they have sex with people in a dream okay. world. Meaning okay. if you're sleeping, hmm. you're going to have sex with one of these witches and demons. Okay. So the He's witch or the deposit. demon comes in and in your like, dream state. Astro travels to you in your dream and has sex has, with you. Has sex with you. So that sex dream that you okay. have okay. is really a, a, witch, a or witch or a demon. demon having sex with me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Is really the witch or demon who demon who is depositing his sperm inside of you. Okay. okay. Cuz he's coming in as a male depositing in you. Okay. Then you have a kid and then now your kid is that reincarnation or I don't know if it's reincarnation but then that kid is the demon because he's a spawn of that. So so he she's saying that it it actually causes the person to get pregnant. Yeah, cuz they're reproducing. Or that man, if he has sex with the other man to deposit in the dream state, what? deposit the sperm, that sperm then is what's going to uh, go into the woman who then is birthing a demon child or a witch child. Oh, okay. Kind of insane. Okay. This okay. is a pediatrician. Okay. This is a pediatrician. <laughs> She's looking at your child potentially as a witch or a demon. So, um, I'm gonna, I want let let's see if this. I found a YouTube video, and it says uh, explains early morning bloating, astro sex, body jumpers, and snake something. Let let's see what let's see if the ta snake penises. Let's see if that. Let's see if this she's talking about what you're talking about on here. Okay. Let me click on it here. See what see what we got. Mm. All right, get past. Oh, there's a, there's a lot of very fanciful graphics in her YouTube video here. Oh, okay. A lot, a lot of uh, stars in 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 universe. The hidden one are those that they come and sleep with you in the dream, but you don't realize it. You don't know. You have a spirit husband, but you don't know you have one. Most of the time, some people get up whoa, from whoa, sleeping whoa, around. Whoa, 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 whoa! She said you have a sleep husband. You, you have a spirit husband, but you don't know <laughs> it. But you don't know. But somehow she does. Apparently. Because somebody told her. She's the only one that knows I got a sleep husband. <laughs> I'm wondering if he's in one of my top five. Yeah, well, like I mean, I'm that. hoping it is. At least, at least we can get that be much. one of my top five. And it's going to be, better be The Rock. The Rock. <laughs> Hopefully you are my sleep husband. <laughs> All right, let's see. What... Spiritual. When you get up, sometimes you feel bloated. You get up, you you went to sleep feeling good. You got up from sleep just feeling funny, but you don't know why. These have touched you, and they make you. They take the dream away. You don't remember it. So you will get up from sleep and look at like something snatch your dream right off your your mind. You know you had been dreaming, but something snatches it immediately. There are many people that have these spirit husbands and they don't know. So we can only diagnose them by the symptoms they have or by the conditions of their life. These ones are the hidden ones. Heathen? They are those that are camouflage. They come to you with the face of somebody you know because you will not say no to them. 
Oh, they bring the, the face of a husband, a wife, a loved one, a past boyfriend. The Rock. The Rock. I can't say no to him. <laughs> somebody you've been fantasizing about, somebody you think is cute. If you start fantasizing about all these movie stars, the devil has a way of putting a face, their face on a Nephilim street and bring it to you. You'll be like, ooh, I just, ooh, I just love wh whoever it is that lady was loving. I'm not going to call the person. Rock. Name. The Rock. Of course, the I devil was the rock. She used to see herself sleeping with that movie star all the time. And she liked it. Of course. Who wouldn't like it? Camouflage. They are the ones that are spiritual prostitutes. They jump from one person to another. They are the ones that are hermaphrodite. You see yourself, a, a woman sleeping with you with a male organ. Or oh, you see a, oh, you understand? So you see a woman and a male organ sleeping with you. What kind Many of dreams cases of that she have I know a lot of people that have said that. Oh, she knows a lot There's of a people. that actually said that. that she was seeing herself with a woman and then she had a male organ. There are those that uh, is what we call astral sex. Here it is. That means this person is not really a demon or nephilim. It's just a human being that's a witch, and they astral project and sleep with people. We've had Astro that happen. I had a young lady that told me that she was, she's, a, she's a prophetess. She told me that she had this man that she saw in her dream. She slept with the man in her dream. And then she met the man in real life and she thought this must be God. And she married the guy. Had two children with the guy. Man almost killed her. By the time she, was, she, she started really serving God, by the time God opened her eyes one day, she saw the man, and the man's male organ was a snake. Okay, I, I decided. <laughs> the man's organ was a snake. Well, they do call it the one-eyed snake. <laughs> I mean, it's not called the one-eyed snake for nothing. <laughs> That's, you know, these are people that... Clearly, some, you know, again, I get to this. That's some. The body is dirty. That's the, I mean, that's what I'm getting. The body is dirty. Sex is dirty. Um, the male body, there's no respect for God's creation. So, you know, again, she's, if you're Christian, is, uh, the yeah. Bible clearly states that the body is in the image of God, which means and whatever he creates is beautiful. But here you got people talking about. Uh, I don't even know. I know. I'm I, I don't even there, know. You can't I, like you hear that. I, and it's like just uh, and I just want to go back to like, OK. Yes, she has a medical degree. OK, cool. <laughs> yes, she may still have an active license somewhere to practice. OK, fine. But it doesn't mean you should be practicing. Oh, medicine, here's my thing right? is like any parent just that takes their kid to that lady, that's scary. Yeah. If she's a pediatrician, first of all, she's a pediatrician. Why is she uh out there messing around with ninety three year old patients? That pediatricians strictly work with kids, not older men that, that's and that's why I, I call into question the, the 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 
truthfulness of that claim that she is treated 300, you know, I, I, I just don't believe, I don't believe any of it. I don't believe any of it. You like this at that, at this point, you got no credibility, lady. None. Zero. None. Zero. None. None. Like you, you, you have made, whether you at one point maybe potentially practiced good medicine, you got no credibility, no credibility. No. And you just sold your whatever shred of credibility you yeah. had. Like if if I saw my doctor, my kid's doctor up there, mm-hmm. saying that kind of and stuff, then saying that kind of stuff, I'd be and like, then Arch. and then the expose Arch. of what she's saying, like here, I'd be I'd like, say, mm-hmm. you better give me a whole nother doctor because this lady is off. Her yeah. rocker. Yeah, it and is. And she is not going to be treating my kid. I want somebody no. who is science based. Yeah. Who is looking after my kid's well being, not their spiritual well being. I got another, you know, somebody else who's going to help me with that. You are strictly there to ensure that my kid is vaccinated, that my kid is healthy, that my kid has, you know, is being treated physically. You let me deal with the other stuff. You yeah. are. Hands offy lady. Woo. Woo. No. Boo's got to go. Woo. You know, and I'm always supporting people of color, but again, we talk about not every single person of color, like, and that doesn't mean we have, we have kooks in every branch of religion. We've got kooks in every, yes, every area. There are kooks. Yes. So, I'm sorry, and, lady. And she and she's definitely one of them. I think the the whole list of ten of these doctors are one of them. I you know I, I they they have an agenda. Their agenda is to push Trump's agenda of putting kids back into schools right away, um, reopening you know everything, getting rid of restrictions, and and what what is driving that? What money is driving that? What corporations are driving that? Like I'm, I'm just done with these kind of. I'm just done. I'm just done with them. Right. You know. I'm yep. just done with them. Um, um. Did you read that other part that said none of these doctors that were there, uh, were there's no evidence that they ever practiced in the actual front lines? Yeah, that was the title of the story. That was it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> were you I not paying like, attention? <laughs> I, I well, because I was trying to read the last part of that study about the hiccups. Yeah. And so in that study, at the end of, you know, reading just basically, that study was basically... Need a professional saying, oh, logo oh, sorry, for your sorry, bro- sorry, 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 sorry. Oh, <laughs> that study was basically saying not about the hydrochloroquine because that had... They did not even mention... They said that they gave him hydrochloroquine, but they didn't say, hey, he came back and it was, hey, no longer positive. He, he, they said he still, you know, he still had it. But the point of the study was to say we got to look for atypical symptoms as well. Mm. You know, when we're mm-hmm. looking at COVID mm-hmm. atypical symptoms, because mm-hmm. here's one that had an atypical symptom. Yeah. Not just stick with the, the, which is, which is great. I yeah. mean, that tells us, Hey, any type of 
respiratory something that somebody comes into the emergency room take a look at and see if it's a COVID right yeah case. that was one of the ones I, because i i was able to watch about 17 minute, minutes of the summit video not the yeah. one on the steps but the actual like conference where you know like like in time if you're at a conference and there's all yeah. kinds of speakers that come up and talk about the, the subject matter so i was able to watch about 17 minutes of that video and so he was one of one, one of the ones that i saw that i did kind of like okay well there is some of what he's saying is it makes sense is that right. if someone comes in with a cough and the respiratory symptoms don't send them home do further right. testing because right. because what you're doing is sending them home then the symptoms gets worse then they get worse and then you have to do they've more invasive they've spread and you have to do more invasive treatment such as right. respirators and whatnot like i do i do agree with that tiny part of it is that yes i think that i don't think anybody should be sent home because I mean, it's it, you know we we talked about a case uh, before of the the black lady who went in with breathing problems, and mm -hmm. she was told she was having a panic attack and wasn't tested for COVID, and then what two or three days later she died of COVID. So I, I do agree, like we just have to test to be on the safe side, and um that but that's all I could I mean I couldn't I could not continue the video because it just it was just so you could tell like you can tell when you're listening to someone talk an expert right and I know we bring up Fauci all the time but when you hear Dr. Fauci talk you know he has some critical thinking skills that he's using right even on the right. mask thing right in the beginning when he said well I'm not sure a mask would help he came back and said yeah at that time given the information we had we didn't think that it would would be a be a necessary tool but now we know more because again because this is the, the novel coronavirus COVID-19 right right a, the the a different strain of it they're having to study it as they go to find out what works what doesn't work and right. one of those things they found out was like oh yes mask actually help let's mask up so you can tell when someone's talking like these these people sound like kooks yeah they sound and like kooks what, and here's the other thing what i liked about fauci when he said that he said but it wouldn't hurt if you wore it right like it, what True that. Yeah, it's yes. not going to hurt. Right. And I think, again, we went because they were bringing it up as far as like China and how they are so used to it. And he right. was like, that's part of their culture now is to be wearing masks. Yeah. And, um, you know, for me, it's like in this culture, look at how now that we have mandates, the frothing of the mouth of these people that don't want to wear it. Mm -hmm. And it's like we have a culture of don't wear it. Like the, yeah. you're being looked at in a oddball way. If you are wearing it, like I remember when it wasn't mandated and you were wearing a mask, people were looking at you all kind of weird. Yeah. Now all of a sudden everybody's wearing masks and it's not, it's right. not like people are looking at you kind of weird. Now it's become normalized mm -hmm. to see people wearing masks. Mm -hmm. Now what's unnormal is those that, aren't wearing masks well and i would uh, also offer the the implicit bias of racism of people who didn't want the idea of wearing masks because they you know they attribute to china yeah and you know we're not them over there and they you know like oh so there's even an implicit bias around that belief of the not wanting to wear a mask and i will say too like before mask was a mandate and i and i chose to wear a mask i did feel a little weird in the store yeah. like i yeah. felt like kind of some kind of way like oh my god am i being stupid am i being too you know like 
I, but too, I did it uh, too extreme. Right, like my my being uh, I'm uh, the hypochondriac, like oh, you know, paranoid or whatever. But I mean, I did it because I'm like, well, like Dr. Fauci said, it won't hurt. Yeah, you know, and like you're saying too, like now it becomes a norm, and even like I've noticed when. You know, because we're wearing them when we're at disc golf, when we're sitting around, you know, not playing and we're sitting too close to each other. And then we go out and eat and we're, you know, when we're not mm-hmm. eating, we're, we're putting the mask on while we're, you know, if we're not shoving tacos in our mouth. Um, and it does feel like normal. Like it just feels yeah. like, oh, this is part of my outfit now. I mean, my, right. o- my only complaint will continue to be it fogs up my damn glasses. And, right. and I'm I'm really like, OK, how can I how could I design one that would cover just the nose? like a little teardrop almost and then come down around my mouth. So yeah. I I'm on the I'm on the lookout for a for a design specific for people with glasses. <laughs> because it is annoying. Um, it is annoying how my but I'll yeah. do, but I'll but I'll fucking wear the mask. Right. Yeah. Ugh. No, I get it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, you have and, glasses and too, to me, you know. To me it's like, oh yeah. To me it's like um let's just even say that they find out ha 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 doesn't work. Masks don't work. Right. Okay. Did I lose anything right. by wearing a mask? It didn't hurt me. Was w- was there something that I lost that I can't recover back nope. because I wore a mask? Nope, not at all. Absolutely not. In fact, I got to do more stuff because I wore a mask. You know, I mean, I go back yeah. to like uh, I think we talked about it either either we talked about it here, or we talked about it just you know off air in our life. Is, yeah. you know, when when the mask thing came out and um, I was able to go get a haircut and yeah. I had to wear my mask, getting a haircut. And then we went out to eat and then we went to a store and, you know, I did everything that I would normally do on a Saturday afternoon. And I still got to do those things. All I had to do was wear a mask. And so you know what? Nothing I, hurt I, me. I was chuckling because I was thinking you were going to be saying something like I got to lip, you know, or do one of those uh FU's under the mask. <laughs> you Stick know, out my tongue. I'm not gonna lie. I do like the mask for facial expression hiding. Right. I mean, I'm. You I'm not gonna do all kinds I'm not gonna lie. Like, I. You can. I could. Yeah. You can say FU. Yeah. Yep. You could have a smirk. Without, and right. nobody knows the difference. Nobody knows. Um, yeah. I, I'm. I'm. Just be careful that the eyes don't go along yeah, with your. Right. You know. With your uh, yeah. forming the words, but but there that is a nice benefit, I guess, if you will, of the mask for me. Of always like, trying to be strength based. You know, I can hide a lot of expressions <laughs> with this shit. <laughs> um, All right, let's what, get off of that cookie what else, doctor. What else you got? Um, uh, wait, 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 you, you really? I don't know. Do oh. let's see what other stories. Let me see what I stories I got. If I got anything that we need oh, to I got one. Talk about. Uh, I'm oh, like, no, no, I have really, stories. Is it your turn? I think it is finally my turn. Oh, okay. I will. Sorry. So let let me jump in because I know you're going to want to okay. talk about it because t- we told you we said we were going to talk about it. So okay. Uh, this um one comes from the the cut dot com, um, and it is in follow up to uh a situation with AOC. So this oh, article yeah, is yeah, entitled yeah, I forgot the, about that. the Poison of Male Incivility. When a woman dares respond to it, she is seen as disruptive. So yesterday, AOC um, stood up and gave one of the finest speeches recently heard on the House floor, calling out not 
calling out not for just Florida Representative Ted Yoho um, for having called her disgusting out quote disgusting quote out of your freaking mind and a fucking bitch on the steps of the Capitol in front of reporters on Tuesday, but also el- elucidating how how about let's just get a word I know, um, but also showing how the kind that kind of language is normalized and deployed against all kinds of women and all kinds of on all kinds of days it was uh, it was a remarkable piece of oratory clear and thoughtful about some of the naughtiest naughtiest meaning k-n-o not naughty um dynamic dynamics of the gendered power by imbalance in political public and personal life after yoho's outburst was reported in the hill in the hill he had offered up a floor speech reported purported to be quote an apology though it was actually far closer to a pallid self-justification having been married for 45 years with two daughters i'm very cognizant of my language yoho said in a speech in which he did not mention ocasio cortez's name and in which he nonsensically refused to apologize for my passion or my love for my loving my god my family and my country it was the non-apology that, and not his original outburst, Ocasio-Cortez said on Thursday, that led her to make her own speech in which she eviscerated Yoho's use of familial pa- pablub and domestic association with women as evidence of his respect for them. Ocasio-Cortez pointed out that she, too, was someone's daughter and that that did not in any way insulate her or other women also daughters and wives from the impact of the degrading and sexist diminution you can have daughters and accost women with without remorse ocasio-cortez said you can project an image to the world of being a family man and accost women without remorse and with a sense of impunity it happens every day in this country the electric Mm -hmm. speech gave ringing voice the experiences frustrations and angers of millions of women and men who have led who had their days lives and realities shaped often abusive sometimes vulgar expressions of patriarchal power among ocasio cortez's talents as a politician is her ability to connect and communicate clearly intellectually and emotionally with masses of people the speech gave on thursday she gave on thursday put those talents on full display and she was widely praised for it new yorker editor-in-chief david remnick wrote in a column that Ocasio-Cortez possesses the rhetorical dynamicism long absent from House representatives and praised her defense of decency principle and countless principle and countless women while former DNC head Howard Dean tweeted I am now convinced that AOC has what it takes to run for president and to be president yes she fucking does yes Yes. she does Um, yes she does but some of the coverage of the impact and the residents of ocasio cortez's speech perpetuated exactly the gendered power imbalances that speech the speech was meant to challenge the conflict started by yoho to which ocasio cortez was responding got retold in the new york times as an instance of her aggressive political ambition rather than as a response to the various forces that have long made political power elusive for women like Ocasio-Cortez and assumed norm for men like Ted Yoho. The -hmm. Times story on the speech bore the headline, AOC unleashes a viral condemnation on the sexism in Congress and kicked off 
by noting that Ocasio-Cortez, the youngest woman in Congress who arrived in there in 19, 2019, has upended traditions. See, ugh. she has upended shame traditions. Shame on you, New York Times. Shame <laughs> right. on you. The youngest woman in the Congress, uh, uh, oh, it called her speech Thursday norm shattering and described supporting speeches made by her colleagues, including one which in in which Pramilia Jayapal recalled being referred to as a young lady who did not know a damn thing by Alaska Representative Don Young as a mon- moment for cultural upheaval. Fucking New York's Times. All the words somehow cast Ocasio-Cortez and her female colleagues as the disruptive and chaotic forces unleashed in this this scenario, suggesting that they shattered norms in a way that Representative Yoho's original profane outburst apparently did not. Perhaps Yoho words weren't understood as eruptive and norm shattering because calling women nasty names in your head or with your friends or on the steps of your workplace is much more of a norm than most want to acknowledge. Yeah. As Mark Harris pointed out on Twitter, the Times only printed the full epitaph and piece about Ocasio-Cortez reading it in the House record after declining to print the words in an earlier story when they would have been attributed to Yoho. This offered a faint impression that the only person who actually said the words, fucking bitch, was AOC herself and not the man who aimed them at her. What's more, the paper described her as punching each syllable in the vulgarity, reinforcing that a view of Ocasio-Cortez's utterance as, I don't know what that fucking word means, puglistic without acknowledgement that while she enunciated clearly, she delivered her speech in the calmest and most genial tones imaginable. An earlier time story on Yoho's non-apology and Ocasio-Cortez's initial response to it described her as having unbraided him and opened with a description of how she is forcefully rejecting his apology. Times reporters wrote Ocasio-Cortez excels at her at using her detractors to amplify her own political brand. Ocasio-Cortez's brand is subject of frequent coverage. It's rare that the powerful white men are understood as having built brands. They just have careers. The Times described how in a wake of Yoho's words, the media savvy Miss Ocasio-Cortez had sprung into action to create a disruptive and viral event. It seemed innocuous to call her media savvy, but but that too turns a strength. Media fluency and with it communicative acuity into diminishment and obscures the fact that Ocasio-Cortez had not created the disruption in the first place. In describing her team's decision about how to respond, the Times would scare would put scare quotes around their plans to discuss how she was accosted and publicly ridiculed rather than simply reporting that she had been accosted and publicly really ridiculed. The whole thing suggests that she somehow convened conveyed conveyed in to set this all in motion and that her actions were active and self-serving ones while Yoho was passive actor and his only contribution to the situation providing the platform for which she might spring as the time puts it Republicans have a long labored have have long labored to cast Ms. Ocasio-Cortez as an avatar of the evils of the Democratic Party party a move Ms. Ocasio-Cortez has used to bolster her own cheeky no no fool no her own cheeky suffer no fool's reputation 
There is no acknowledgement here that Ted Yoho, not lacking political professional ambition himself, was also building his brand by deciding to accost Ocasio-Cortez in front of the reporters. Nor is there acknowledgement that it worked for him. The percentage of Americans who who had ever heard of Ted Yoho has risen exponentially in the past 48 hours and his name will now resonate heroically for a broad swath of AOC woman-hating Americans. What is also true and unsaid here is the way that which denigration, degradation and dismissal women as disgusting, crazy, also as Jaya Paul's example reminds us as infantile incompetent irrational and stupid has been key building the man and maintenance of disproportionately male power in american political economic social and sexual life and that that's and that's before we get to the ways in which the ubiquity of dehumanizing and aggressive language to, towards women can have very real violent implications as a recent murder of judge esther sala's son by anti-feminist roy den hollander and so much contemporary mass violence shows all too often um and you know it goes on to talk about it but i mean like that's the point is She's made out to be this aggressive brand building, um, all, all the things like the Times reported, and not focused on what this douchebag did, right? Right. Like, right. Like, uh, uh, but we've been doing stories on this all the time. Right. That's why we've had Times Up. Yep. That's why we brought the other story about you couldn't have been right because you look like a dude. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, or the other about the rape. Well, you wanted it. Mm -hmm. You know, this is exactly what we've talked about. That's what she pointed out to. Mm -hmm. You know, and what I loved about the speech, it wasn't her saying, dude, you're just a douchebag. Yeah. It's her saying, you and everybody else like you who hide behind your daughters and your wives mm -hmm. to say you're a decent guy, but the reality is that you come... And you disrespect me in a way that is uh, uh, disrespectful by, to my gender because I am female. Then you have to go to that level of degrading me because I'm right. female. Yeah. And then you go running back to hide behind your wife, mm -hmm. to hide behind your daughters and zero thought to I'm a daughter. I, if you if you expect men to talk to your daughters respectfully you need to do the same thing. Exactly. But if you're okay with men talking to your daughters that way, then I could say, I don't need your apology. Yeah. Because you clearly, this is the way that you, that you clearly believe me to be as a woman. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I thought, <laughs> I thought she blew him out of the water. Yeah. I thought she, you know, and here's the other thing is like when I, as you're reading that article, I'm thinking, I've had more women that have responded to that that I would have never thought would have responded to saying uh, she was right on point because every woman, every woman can remember the first time that they had something um, degrading said to them mm -hmm. by a male, whether it's a same age mm -hmm. peer yep. that they've, you know, that they can describe being sexualized yep. by an older gentleman as yep. they were children, you know, that they can describe being verbally 
sexually assaulted, whether it's I like your boobs or I like whatever it is. Yes. Every woman has an experience in that way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And this is what our young girls are dealing with in middle school, elementary school. They consistently are sexually assaulted as far as like verbally. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and we'll, yes, sexually assaulted, period. Yeah. Um, But the verbal part is so, it's, it's just so off the chain. Well, yeah, it's like what this article is saying is it's normalized for, um, males to do that to women right exactly like boys will be boys um you know oh i was just kidding you're too sensitive you know trump can grab women's private parts and it be locker room talk right exactly but let a woman stand up for herself and say no you're not going to talk to me or any other woman like that then they're they're aggressive they're defensive trying to build a brand divisive they're disruptive, chaotic, all the patriarchal power terms that are used to keep women out of politics. Right. Correct. Or uh, they can't handle it. I mean, they did it to they did it to, you know, Hillary when Hillary? she was running. You know, never made yeah. it about her being a woman, made it about her, you know, Wearing emotions. Where <laughs> you know, yeah. So this is not an old set of uh uh rules here that these patriarchal men are playing by um this is their norm yeah he believed he should yes. be allowed to say what yes. that to call her those names mm-hmm. and he should not have to apologize for it exactly. because he's quote-unquote passionate right and he has uh daughters and a wife right and i'm like you can be passionate but why do you got to go to the yeah, low why do you gotta call her a fucking bitch why you gotta call her crazy like right what what you know you could be passionate and say all sorts of things about her position, about her stance, about, you know, what she believes is that the, the government should be doing. Like you could you could have ripped her up one side and the other, you know, could have called her a socialist for all that, you know. Right. But in, in, instead, you go to the fucking bitch, disgusting, out of her freaking mind. Right. Yeah. Now, I mean... Yeah, I can't. I just, uh, just can't. I can't. I can't with this shit. Yeah. This is yeah. why we have to vote, and I 100% agree with this article. AOC will make a fabulous president. And, um, what, like two, two, 2024, you think, maybe? Uh, I'm, uh, yeah. Well, no, not 24. Like, not 24. It would be, be a certain age. It would not be 24. It would be, what well, would be after 24? Well, Oh, can you assuming, imagine assuming her Biden in- wins? He's going to get and hopefully eight years. So 2028. But doesn't she have to be a certain age? Uh, Well, I think she president? will be then by then, right? I don't know. That's, I can't that's, remember. That's eight but years could you now. See, so- could you see her? Because, you know, Junior, Donald Junior, you know, baby boy there has sites for the, you know, supposedly they were talking oh god could you I see those two in a debate you, she would tear him she up. would shred his rear end to a pulp she's 30 years old right now you have to be 35 so in 2028 oh, she will be okay she will be eligible to run for president and i will tell you what i will vote for her best believe i will vote for her 
I will work on that campaign. Oh, could you imagine? We will become known as oh. the OC, the AOC podcast. What do you bring yes, to the table? Everything AOC. Yes, we will. Oh, oh and let's uh, send our Let, prayers and well wishes to Ruth. Oh. Ruth, we need for you to stay healthy. Stay in there, please, Ruth. Stay in there. Please, dear Lord. <laughs> protect her stay healthy let's send those prayers because that no neck mitch mcconnell has already made it clear oh yeah heaven forbid knock 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 on wood they they got they already got plans for that seat yeah they already got plans for that seat despite and it it ain't gonna be good for any of us no despite no neck and his protests when obama Right. Yeah. We can't do that because the new sitting president should have that right. Get out of here. Get out of here with that mess. That's. See, this is when I want to start cussing. That's exactly (laughs) when I want to start cussing when I think of no neck. He just. I can't stand. And somebody was talking about. Oh, was it? Was it Alex? Somebody was talking about how when he became senator, he was not wealthy small business owner now all of a sudden he's in his little 30 years of, oh yeah no uh, it was uh um oh, i saw it on tiktok <laughs> yeah with the uh, lord tamiathus or whatever that guy is oh okay um, maybe uh, that's where i saw yeah it. i saw it on there like he was saying like kentucky kentucky figure this out this right. man started in office for your state and was nowhere near the wealth he has now not not what very well off and now he's no. like one of the richest uh senators in congress and how does that happen because exactly. congress how? being a senator you don't doesn't make that pay much, much money yeah so you're talking special interest groups you're talking lobbyists you're talking all sorts of patent his you know wallet with special interest money to get him to vote and and lobby for the things that they want so and 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 kentucky is 45th in the nation in education and one of the poorest and one of the poorest states and you got one of the richest senators and none of y'all are saying maybe we should do something about this come on now come on now and this is exactly why trump said i love the uneducated yeah because the because come on now Right. Come on now. Right. They got to have a better. Well, there is, you know, there he's going to he's running for his seat, you know, so oh, hopefully some, somebody's Kentuckians, running against him. Who do, who, do, who do we got running against him? Uh, I think it was the that woman because she won the Democratic. Um, I, I always want to say Amy Kobusher, but it's not her. No, that's that. Uh, uh, Amy McGrath. Uh, Huh? Amy oh, McGrath. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 She's yeah. the one. So I'm hoping the Kentuckians, you know, they get a grip and say, dude, this is not a career for you. Yeah. We've given you 30 years. It's time for you to move along. You've done nothing for us. Beat it. You've gotten 30 years of wealth. Like, right. Enough. On our backs. Yes. On our backs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get. 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 Get out here. Get. Yeah. Get you. Get to, you know, get to. Digging your, you know, your grave there. Just go, go on and just hang out with your fucking wealthy as friends. As they say, you know, in nature, as people get older, they walk <laughs> off into the sunset, <laughs> never to be seen again. Time for you and to go. 
Time for you to go. Because his legacy, you know, there ain't going to be no statue up for you, McConnell. You're going to be in the ashes. Yep. And nobody will remember you yeah. other than in the books. And what are they going to say? Well, we, we, yeah, depending on who gets to write those books, we know what they'll say. Uh, it, right. They'll either say he was one of hero, the best senators that ever, that ever the walked the halls of Congress from Kentucky. Or right. someone <laughs> will actually get to write the truth and say he was one of the crookedest crook congressmen to uh, ever walk the halls of, of Congress. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, amongst the other ones. Uh, so should we All take right. a break and do some rapid fire? Yeah. All right, we'll be right back. Oh. All right, we're back. Two, what are you bringing to the table? Back to do a little bit of rapid fire. Yep. Fire yep, yep, fire. yep. Um, well, why don't you get us started? What you got over there? <sighs> All right, you ready for this one? I'm ready, bring it. All right. Professional bridge player bridge meaning you know the card game i'm familiar 64 is beheaded in his kentucky home by his tenant 42 with a samurai sword after an argument about paying rent well um okay um (laughs) uh well uh, i guess um you won't have to be paying rent because you'll no, be in you'll prison. be staying somewhere for free. You're gonna get three hots and cot, um, probably for the rest of your life. So you solve that rent problem. You're just not gonna be living where you want to live. No, Holy and then Jesus, uh, yeah, yeah. How would you rather? I actually oh, brought God. this up. Here we do. go. How would you rather? How would you rather? Oh man. Well, um. Let me remind me, what was my chosen form of death? Falling out the window, having sex. That was not my chosen form of death. That, that was, was your chosen. No, it was not. That was not <laughs> it. That was not it. Mine was. We might um, have to go to the tapes. I feel like it was the surprise birthday shot, person shot. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah, you yeah, would yeah. probably die with happiness because you were like, oh, That's true. I got surprised. And then you got killed. Yeah. Um, I feel like it was that one. It definitely oh, wasn't. I think the... mine. I think mine was asleep on the side of the road. Yes, and then you were the mower, the lawnmower. Yes, because you won't know nothing. Right. Yeah. Um. Although I, 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 I argue that I feel like you would wake up at some point, but then you know probably die fairly soon after it. Like maybe waking up and you don't know what's happening and then die. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, sometimes when you wake up from a sleep, you're just like, what? what? Yeah, where am I? Where am I? Um, right. Because adrenaline hasn't kicked in. The shock hasn't kicked in. Right. So you probably aren't feeling the pain of the scissors. and. I feel you know. like the beheading with the samurai sword in this situation, I would not want because it's a situation of anger and an argument. So that would yeah. be the energy that I would take into my le- next lifetime. I'm going to stick with the happy birthday uh, accidentally killed. Because I'm going to be happy. happy the happy and, energy. And that's going to go into my next lifetime versus Well, this- can I encourage you to do the samurai? <laughs> what? Because, <laughs> oh, because as up. an angry spirit, <laughs> you could go to the White House and torment 
<laughs> the orange buffoon. You know what I'm saying? I could be on a mission. You could you be an afterlife afterlife mission. <laughs> yeah, you can do us all a favor. Give that man a scare that creates a heart attack that is not recoverable. You might. I don't you know, know. You might be right on that one. <laughs> You know, <laughs> us, do, us, do us a solid. <laughs> okay, I'll think about it. But for right now, I want to go with the happy birthday shot surprise. Um, okay. Um, former manager of DOD Aerospace Threat Program, quote, UFOs are real. Uh... I don't know what UFOs means. Unidentified flying objects. Simply means unidentified flying objects, yes. Uh, I need to see more because we've been told so many times. So I will say I was going to do a story last week about this because if you remember, Alex did mention something about some uh, declassified uh, reports that were, you know, basically saying that, yes, in fact, UFOs are real. Um, mm-hmm. And so this 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 story was is from 2017. So this was before. But recently, um, and I don't know, I can't find the article right now, but uh, that, that in fact, the CIA did come out and say, like, there is, um, yeah, there's this, there's been, uh, the, you know, departments or, you know, uh, but are we talking about like green aliens? You know what I'm saying? Well, it said. I mean, I gotta, I gotta. Um, well, let me just see if I can find. With it really Canada close. probably doing their own secret, just like we are, we're doing our own secret testing. Guess what? Canada, Mexico, China, China. everybody's doing their secret, you know, testing and all kinds of stuff. So. Um, so, I mean, I need to know if what we're talking about UFOs, meaning outer space UFOs, or are we just saying, hey, yeah, there's some flying things we can't explain. We don't know where it's, the origins are coming from. So, I don't know. Because so, what was that one, um, you know, NASA had that one uh, airplane. It was super stealthy and it was undercover. The, um, and, well, that stealth, was that? the stealth bomber was the first one that, that they... And nobody knew about, and they were flying right. that sucker around. Um, well, let me just see if I can find the article really quick. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm still... I mean, I need to know what, quote-unquote, their definition is when we talk about that. Um, let's see. Was it this one? Uh, Pentagon released UFO videos. Don't hold your breath. Oh, see, here um, we go. Don't hold your breath. Shoot, I can't get, I can't get out. Fox News finally admits. No, that's two thousand. No, you already said Fox News finally admits. Then we have to put UFO. I can't, I can't find it right now. I'll try to find it, but I, I had it for last week. Um, but I remember part of it did say that it what it it. They were not uh, the, the these crafts mm-hmm. were quote not of this world. So it 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 it, it uh, took in the, fa- the, the fact the fact of like you know could it be another um, foreign 
You could be a foreign like, country they said, where their see, technology yeah. is advanced, more advanced than ours, and they have created these things. Um, but allegedly, it, it you know, um, it it said that no, in fact, they appeared that, not to be that they were of not this of world. this world. So, because I'm like, uh, what's that Independence Day? Will Smith? They yes. captured one of those things. Yes, that's what I want to see. Yes, we captured one. It was, it is not of this world, not, we captured a photo and it appears not to be of this world. Yes. I don't know. Um, Let's get captured and then you'll have my attention. We've oh, so here we go. I found one. The, the, the Navy says UFOs are real. They, are they little green people? Unlikely. Um... So in late uh, April, the Department of Defense um, released footage of a Navy fighter pilots encountering something unidentifiable. The black and white videos are grainy, small objects flying around. Da, 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 da. Last year, the National UFO Reporting Center says that it received nearly 6,000 sightings. Blah, 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 blah. Um, oh, I guess that's all it says. So that, was, that wasn't the article. That wasn't like, the article. With- telescopic whatever that they can go in and zoom from the sea, from the satellite zoom to minuscule you look up and they can identify you from way up in the sky and we got grainy footage that's just like that New footage of government Sasquatch. intelligence uh, might prove alien life is life is too um yeah, just this I'm past skeptical. week came from the latest slow roll disclosure about UFOs and aliens in the New York Times, in which the words of tech blog uh, casually drops another story about how aliens are probably real. There are even reports that the Pentagon has obtained vehicles. Well, that was the part. Has obtained oh. vehicles or parts of vehicles not made on this earth. The former Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid was either misquoted confirming the story or walked back his comments to the effect later. So yeah, that that's the so a wishy-washy former so senator. He he, well, or he said back. I think he said it and then he was like, "Oh shit, I can't, you know, um he probably got told like you can't you can't tell people that that's true." So, I don't know. Not Who enough. knows? I my my thing is this. Um this universe is too grand for us to know what's not out there we are a tiny 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 little speck in this universe so it is impossible for us to know what exists and what doesn't exist out there um do we have proof of it i don't know does our government have proof of it i don't know and do we have the technology to actually no, right. I don't think we do have the technology to actually go and explore. Kind of like, you know, uh, what's that Robinson family? The one, you know, where they go exploring all over the universe. It was a movie. Uh, uh, Land Danger, of the Lost? Will Rogers. Danger. Oh. I don't know. Remember that? Oh, yes, ever. <laughs> I mean, I know like that. I know the line, but I don't think I ever watched it. That wasn't that wasn't Land of the Lost, was it? No. That's yeah. Even. Yeah, but it's in that genre. But okay. anyways, yeah. Um, I just think we don't have the technology to explore beyond this universe. You know, beyond the I you think, know different planets. I think we have the technology, but we we don't know about the technology. That's what I think. Yeah. 
it's, you it's, think yeah. we don't know? Yeah, I think oh, is we that what you think the space as in us. Is all about? No, I don't fuck yeah. that shit. I I do believe <laughs> that there is divisions of our government that that have technologies that we do not know about it and then when we do find out about them those are in in their world that's old technologies that's why they let us know about it right like yeah. like like what we said the stealth bomber right when that first came out that was like oh my god we have this plane that basically can fly over places and you can't see it because of the way right. it's made so yeah. when we finally find out about it because it's released for us to know yeah. We, we don't know what they're testing right now. We don't know what the classified, classified uh, technology that they're working on is be because they don't want us to know, right? So mm -hmm. I believe that there is potentially the technology to do these things, but we're, we don't, we're not going to get told about it. Like, right. why would we get told about it, right? You know? Um, and I also think... There has to, there, this can't be the only planet in all of the universe that sustains life, some form of life, you know. Yeah. No, yeah. I think so, yeah. beyond this universe, I think, yeah. is where, that's why I'm saying, beyond this universe, not unless there's something, you know, in this universe that, you know, hasn't. Well, I just, I mean, well, I we, we don't yeah. know, right? We, we right. don't know. Like, that's the thing for me is, like, we don't, we don't know because of, we don't. We can't go and look at what's on Jupiter, right? right? We have satellite photos. We have the Hubble, and we have these beautiful pictures of space. But down on the surface of the planets in our universe, we don't know what's on there. We can speculate. Right. So. Right. I don't know. I don't what know. else you got? I don't know. What else you got? Um, okay. So from Anonymous, mother of four claims she was fired for needing to work from home. What? I'm assuming under COVID. She was fired because she needed to work from home? Yeah, she was a mother of four, and she clean, she claims she was fired because she needed to work from home. That doesn't make any sense. Well, because, you know, daycares are probably closed right now, and, you know, she has to take care of her four kids. She can't drop them off anywhere. Right. That's my only assumption, and that that her employer said, I'm sorry, we can't use you because, oh, you know, we right, need right, for right, you right. to be. Okay, so, like, she we, was basically probably saying, I, well, I could do my work from home, and they said no. Right. We need you to be here. No, thank you. That's bullshit. That's Somebody needs up. to put out one of those, what are they, you know, one of those TikToks and say, find her a job where she can work from yep. home. Yep, yep, because Is that's... there anybody that needs something that she can do <sighs> yeah. and work from home? Yeah, that's, and that's, that's sad. That's sad. That is sad. There are a lot this of people This is a mother in that. of four, yeah. four children. And here, weren't we were just talking about um, this, you know, getting into fights with their parents and, here she's trying to be there for her kids on top of supporting her little family. Yep. Mm -hmm. And this is what we do. I thought all lives matter. Well, <laughs> with conditions, apparently. Well, uh, apparently, <laughs> with conditions. I like that. All lives matter with conditions. It's that got an be asterisk. You got an asterisk. Conditions <laughs> right. may apply. That's what right. it should say. <laughs> right. Read the small print. I, that's a t-shirt oh. that right there is a t-shirt all lives matter please read this asterisk please read this the small Con conditions may apply, apply read the small <laughs> right. fine print 
Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Uh, Can you believe it? Yeah, unfortunately, because that's, <laughs> yeah. Mm, mm, um. Mm, mm. All right. So here's one. Men pass flying disc five thousand three hundred and forty-one times in one hour for Guinness records. What? They passed a flying disc five thousand three hundred and forty-one times. Catches basically back and forth. Uh huh. And broke and made a Guinness Book World Record. Well, shit, give that four-year-old mother or that four, the mother of four a job doing that, <laughs> passing discs back and forth. What the hell? How long did it take? How, uh, how many an hour. hours? In an hour. It was. Oh, in an hour? Yeah, oh. so that's quick. That's like yeah. back and forth. I mean, they're not that far apart, which makes me wonder, are they six feet? Because you're breaking COVID. They're not, not wearing unless- masks. Yeah, not unless uh, Guinness has you know rules around that because you know they'll they'll make sure that you're a certain length away in order for you to compete for that. So somebody oh, else nine point eight feet, nine point eight feet. So they're within COVID, oh. COVID regulation. And I'm wondering if it's catch, 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 or you have to catch it, or can it fall and then still keep going as no, long I think as you it, get I think it within it, the time? Um, it had they had to catch, they had to catch it. They couldn't. Um, wow. Yeah, had that's to, a catch good. had to be made with their hands, and they averaged eighty nine catches per minute. Wow. That's a lot. That's like that's like quick. That's like hot potato. Right. Wow. That is fast. Wow. Wow. Well, that's an interesting one. All right. What else you got? Um. So, uh, another one from anonymous. Um. Let's see. She's giving me so many. Oh, Starbucks customer who wouldn't wear mask wants half of the hundred thousand donated to San Diego barista. You remember hearing about that? No. So this was a Starbucks barista kid who um, it went viral, who told the customer lady, you got to wear a mask. Uh-huh. And she went off on him i mean off on this young person who told her wear a mask uh somebody set up a gofundme this dude this kid he the in you know people were donating he they collected a hundred thousand dollars because they were like tip this dude he collected a hundred thousand dollars damn now karen Believes she's entitled to half of that cash. No, ma'am, you're not yes. entitled to anything. Karen believes she deserves half of that cash. No, for because what? How? Of her, because of her. Because if it wasn't it for her viral. getting being all Karen, he wouldn't have got. Because she refused. If she had not refused, no, this would not have gone. That's viral. not how it works, Karen. And Go home, Karen. I'm like, what freaking attorney took this case on? So they're actually, she's actually suing him for it. She's suing. Oh, hail to the no. Suing. Hail to the no. To the no, no, no. Hail no. I'm like, this is, this is, this is like the epitome of privilege there where you think you can cuss Mm -hmm. somebody out. And then because people are like outraged by your nasty behavior and they donate to this young person who's at work 
earning them, you know, earning his dollars and they donate to him yeah. that now you're entitled Mm-mm. to what was donated no, to him. No, no. The donation Hell. was for him. Exactly. Not for you, Karen. Exactly. It was for him. Go home, Karen. Go home. Go home. Ugh. All right. Good. Yeah. Here is my, is this my last one? Yeah, this is the last one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Antique vampire slaying kit up for auction. Bible, crucifix, and pistol included. How much is so far the... Uh... Uh, vampire kit is estimated to be worth $2,500 to $3,700. Um, it's up for auction hey, look, in I'll Derbyshire, put items, England. I'll put those items together for you for half. Well, I mean, I feel like I could, I, I got an old cigar box. I, I think I could fashion something very similar to this. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Let, I, give I, me half of that. It, I'll put a little Bible together, you know, put a little crucifix and a stake. I mean, my guess is, you know, the, the box itself might be antique, but the items in it, are those, I mean, are, those, are, they, are they antique too? I don't know. It does look like the gun is fairly old. Um, you could put those items together. Get an old freaking gun that was buried. You found it. <laughs> put it together. Say it came. Yeah, I need certificates of authenticity. Oh, inside the I'm, box are eight compartments holding a copy of the New Testament published in 1842, a knife with mm-hmm. a silver blade, a percussion cap, pocket pistol, pliers, crucifixes, and a rosary beads, a vial with metal lid contents unknown, and a small bottle containing shark's teeth according to the listing. Oh, what does shark teeth have to do with? Yeah, how does shark teeth keep vampires away? Huh. Uh, Yeah. 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 I wouldn't buy it. For a collector of of like gothic yeah if you could afford that Uh, yeah COVID times donate the cash to a homeless shelter or something that good with the money something productive with the money you know you're just spending money just to sit it on your counter ain't nobody coming over to visit you just to say that you have a party to show it off exactly unless you you, unless you have a vampire problem and in that case go ahead and buy it Buy that house with the sex dungeon in it and then put that in there and yeah. Yeah, good to go. Yeah. Well, we did it again. We've reached the end. We've come to the end. And one more time, rate, review, and subscribe. Share this podcast. Share with a friend. Share with a family member. Share with an enemy. Um, Even if you don't like it, share it and tell everybody how much you don't like it because any news is good news. (laughs) Because crazy never sleeps. And the stories never end. Yay! We did it right. Finally. All right, y'all. Until next time, nos vemos. Adios. Daisy? Daisy? What's your safe word? What's your safe word, Daisy?